for me. I don't care how you receive it. I'm receiving this. In this time, you got to lose control. Oh, we got program. Oh, we got this. You have to go deeper into Jesus. And prayer is the means by which you go deeper. The word is the way you go deeper. Your worship is the way you go deeper. And the deeper you go, I promise you, there are, oh, Holy Spirit, thank you. You see, in the very oceans that we fly over, even Pharaoh's treasures and his chariots are still there. The Titanic is still there. But you won't discover it on the shoreline. You have to go deeper. Ah, go deeper, harvest. Go deeper, harvest. Go deeper, harvest. Go deeper. You haven't seen anything yet. If you will press into me, you will see me. Father, we thank you. And this weekend, we'll go deeper. And it won't just be an excursion. It will become a lifestyle. Father, we declare over harvest. We are a deeper church. No boy, no girl, no man, no woman will escape the sinking of shallow Christianity. We declare it. Somebody say we declare it. Say we declare it. Harvest will go deeper. Harvest will go deeper. We'll lose control of ourselves. We'll get away from programming him. We dare to program the Holy Ghost. No! He wants to program you. Holy Spirit, you doing something here morning. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your presence that is so here. Speak to us, Holy Spirit. We are listening. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise team, thank you. That was worship. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. They put all, all life, let's put Jesus. John chapter 1 to 5. Yes. John 1 to 5. Yes. In the beginning, in the beginning, in the beginning was Jesus, and Jesus was with God. And Jesus was God. Jesus was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Jesus. And without Jesus, nothing was made that was made. In Jesus was life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness. And the darkness did not comprehend it. And Jesus shines in the darkness. And the darkness did not comprehend it. Amen. Amen. 
was I saw. There is people they came, just let me go. But they are tied to something in the heart. And then and then I can see the Lord just open and breaking the chains. Yes. And then you'll say it's over. It's over. It's over. It's over. Don't go back the same way that you came. It's over. It's over. It's over. At the beginning, before that thing started in your life, Jesus was in the top. Before you went through what you are seeing today, Jesus, it's over. It's over. He's controlling everything. It's nothing too hard. It's over. It's over. That situation is ended. At the beginning, Jesus. And in Jesus, you are in. Because you are in Jesus, it's over. You can hurt again, but it's over. You can feel it again, but it's over. Because at the beginning, Jesus. Amen. 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 Somebody receive it. Somebody receive the reality that it is over. In the beginning, Jesus. At the end of it, Jesus. Everything in between, Jesus. Jesus in the morning. Jesus in the midday. Jesus at midnight. Jesus. Amen. You know, in this year of increase, we're excited. But I believe the year of increase is the year of Jesus. Jesus is our increase, Pastor. But who else will get an increase? If man gave you increase, it would deplete. Because man's way of increase has an expiration date. But when Jesus gives the increase, it's perpetual. Into eternity. Uh, okay. Father, help us this morning. Somebody please tell me how much time I got because this could go places. So, uh, yeah, just kind of give me a thumb up. If you, if you do the Reverend Cass, may I might run out the room. A sign on me real quick. <laughs> I mess with Reverend Casper. You're awesome. Uh, tell your neighbor, say, but God, but God will give the increase. Give the increase. Say, but God, but God will give the increase. Give the increase. From the beginning of this year to now, how many of you have really experienced increase? Truly. I mean, don't come here and raise your hand if it ain't true yet. And I said true yet because it is true. Whether you have not seen it. Whether you've experienced it or not, I know I have. Personally, I've seen the increase. I've seen an increase in my desire for the word. I've seen an increase in my desire for prayer. I've seen an increase even in my moving to, I just moved to Germantown to a house twice the size I lived in uh, uh, for the past decade. Increase is already here. I'm in somebody's neighborhood at this point. Her name is, her name is Yemi. Yemi says she'll come and eat all my cassava leaves. Yeah, in Jesus' name. But this is the year of increase. Amen. And God will give the increase. And I said it to, to a couple of the young people. I said the increase is not what you think it is, though. The increase is an increase in responsibility for what God has given you. 
You see, increase comes with responsibility. Increase comes with stewardship. I talked about my moving situation. I've been moving all week long. The idea of increase sounded good until I started lifting boxes. Until I started moving weight. Until I, I mean 14 hours every day of working the increase. Somebody say working the increase. The Lord is going to give you or has given you increase, but you have to work out your increase. And the reason why we're here this weekend, we say this is a prayer retreat, but this is a training ground for learning how to be responsible in increase. Because the Lord of the harvest will give you the harvest. But if you're not praying it through, if you're not working it out, if you're thinking that the increase is going to come and it's just going to be you know, all good and all dandy without exercising your responsibility, you will be labeled a poor steward of what God has given you. So let's talk about the definition of increase. <laughs> you know, I love words. I have an English teacher here, so she'll correct me if I'm wrong. Increase by definition is to become progressively greater. Say progressively greater. In size, amount, number, or intensity. Somebody say size. Somebody say amount. Somebody say intensity. It is the year of increase. The Lord is saying you are going to increase in size. Last Sunday we had the largest attendance we've ever had for Easter. That's not by happenstance or coincidence. He is saying in this year you're going to increase in size. You're going to increase in the amount of things that I'm going to give you. You're going to increase in the intensity and responsibility requires intensity. Look, I'm a father of many boys and I can't stand lazy men. I sit on my kids' neck. I, it's like there's something that I just can't. I don't understand the concept of laziness. I'm feeding you, clothing you. You in my house not paying rent. And I said, wash my dishes and you got an attitude. Something wrong with you? Oh, but dad. No, don't but dad me. You have been given a responsibility. Wash the dishes. After all, you ate in the dishes for goodness sake. Hey, you know what? We're going to have a parent conference. <laughs> We're laughing, but you're doing this and applies to the church, you know. I'm giving you 60 acres of land in Omi. 120 on Brick Road. What are you doing with it? Oh, I like my building, though. Oh, I like my this, so let's get past the liking stage. You have to show responsibility for the increase. Increase can simply mean, as a believer, to work out our salvation with reverence. And one of the primary ways to work that out is by, is by prayer. Are we praying this harvest? And he said, pray that the Lord of the harvest will send laborers. We've come to this weekend of prayer and it's good to come and get your own. But are we praying for those that are laboring amongst us? We had 80 something plus volunteers, workers last week, ministry workers. Some of those people gave all, some of you in this room gave all that you had and you are depleted in energy. How are we praying for one another to get strength again? 
Are you praying for Reverend Casper who's in charge of volunteer services? It's not easy to do what he does, though. He's silent, but my goodness, he's effective. He needs real prayers. 24-7-365. Okay. Reverend Casper, the Lord bless you. <laughs> This increase also requires prayer because it is the means by which we can build the capacity to accomplish the perfect will of God that is meant for harvest. We need, he said, lengthen your cords. Look, strengthen your sticks. The kind of increase that is coming requires you to make room. My wife is so funny. She said we had outgrown the space we were in. She said, it felt like sardines. I said, you're right. You know, my kids, about 6'2", six, 6'1", two, six, 280 pounds. Me and that little boy ain't walking. Little boy, we're not walking through the hallways together. I'm like, all right, you know I'm your father, so I got to go first. So God understood the assignment. And he said, more room. Ha, harvest, more room. People are coming. And we're going to learn, we're going to have to learn how to build capacity in the spirit first. Because when they come with their mess, and they will. When they come with their issues, and they will. If you don't have the spiritual capacity to minister to them, you will break them. And then church hurt is a real thing. You often speak about offense. The reason why a lot of people come and they leave offended is because we probably aren't ready capacity wise. When people can spit on you, you say, forgive them, Father. They know not what they do. Jesus had capacity. When they stressed him on the cross, he had the capacity to take it. He was on that cross, but prior to that cross of a Gethsemane. I will get to that in a second. He built the capacity to endure the hardship. And if we don't build that kind of capacity, I am telling you, the times we're going into, in Jesus' name. So, when we talk about building capacity, as a church, I believe when we talk about increase, we must increase in the tenacity that's required and it only comes through prayer. Amen. Capacity, tenacity. Somebody say tenacity. tenacity. Oh, we're going to talk about tenacity in a second. Because if you don't, if you don't have a tenacious attitude, <laughs> some circumstance will do like this. In Liberia, we'll say, bang, bang. They will make a sound that says, I'm not going anywhere. You can come with all of your rhetoric. Some things Jesus said only come out by fasting and prayer. Some circumstances, I don't care. Peter said, but when I, we've done this thing before. We've cast out this one before. He said, but the level of faith that's required, if you don't have it, your unbelief will take you out of position. So let's talk about tenacity. Okay? The story is in Luke chapter 18, verse 1 to 8. I'll read it quick. Make a few points. It's in the Passion Translation. I love how it reads. Jesus is talking about prayer. <laughs> you know, Jesus prayed a lot. It, it, it's intriguing how God manifested in flesh to pray so seriously. And some people struggle with that because they say, but if Jesus is God, then who is he praying to? You ever heard that conversation anybody before? I've had it before. I said, what you don't understand is as a man, he prayed. Because he was fully God, yet he was fully man. And he was the prototype for you and I. He was the example for you and I. And so if he took prayer seriously, 
You and I cannot afford to be like, well, you know, Jesus is praying for me. Yeah, he's praying for you, but you have to pray too. Because it's a partnership, it's a collaboration. On earth as it is in heaven is a prayer partnership. I said on earth, I'm listening to instruction, as it is in heaven is a prayer partnership. Jesus wants things done on earth. We want things done in heaven. If we're not connected, it's not going to happen. Somebody hashtag it and post it. Harvest Prayer Retreat. So here's the story I want us to look at. It's in Luke chapter 18, verse 1 to 8. Jesus is speaking and he says, One day Jesus taught the apostles to keep praying. Say, keep praying. Keep praying. Say, keep praying. We're talking about tenacity. Say, keep praying. keep praying. And never stop or lose hope. He shared with them this illustration. In a certain town, there was a judge, and I love how he reads it. It says, a thick-skinned and godless man. There are some circumstances that will come thick-skinned and very godless. There are people who are in your way of where God wants you to go. They are very thick-skinned. And God, which means they don't have any emotion. You can come and pray, and pray. You can cry. You can roll on the ground and like, I don't care about you or your God. Mm. Oh, people are God. Y'all remember the story where we were in court for how many years? Yes. Thick-skinned <laughs> and godless people. But we didn't remain quiet. We kept praying. And we kept praying. And you see the outcome. Man, it paid us back. I'm telling you something. When you know how to press through thick skin and godless situations, there is a law called the law of reciprocity. What you have sown, you are bound to reap in prayer. Thick skin and godless. It also says, who had no fear of others' opinions. That's one side of the story. But then it said, in the same town, somebody say in the same town, there was a poor widow who kept pleading with the judge. Not once, not twice, not thrice. Kept pleading with the godless, thick-skinned judge. Kept pleading with the judge. Listen to her prayer. This is her prayer point. Grant me justice and protect me from my oppressor. Every day I can imagine her come to this man's door. Grant me justice, protect me from my oppressor. Day one, day 10. Grant me justice and protect me from my oppressor. Day 300. <laughs> At that point, it's like, hey man, what kind of woman is this? Grant me justice, protect me from my oppressor. It says he ignored her pleas for quite some time, but she kept asking. Somebody said she kept asking. Jesus said, if you ask, you will. If you seek, if you knock, okay, so watch what happens. Eventually he said to himself, he had an inner conversation, this widow keeps annoying me, and here's the thing I want you to hear and I will go some places, demanding her rights, demanding her rights. She had the right to justice. She had the right to freedom, and those things were being infringed upon. So she kept asking, kept asking, kept asking, demanding her rights. And I am tired of listening to her. Even though I'm not a religious man, 
And I don't care about the opinions of others. I will get her off my back by answering her claims for justice and I will rule in her favor. Hey, somebody hear me. He was a godless man. <laughs> Thick skin. But she was annoying. I don't care how thick skin you are, at some point that thick skin can break. Yes. <laughs> okay. I don't care how godless you are, at some point you'll recognize my God. As long as I keep pressing in, going deeper, pressing in, going deeper, at some point, I don't know who I'm talking to this morning, but at some point, there's a season called suddenly, at some point that situation has to give in. Hallelujah. glory. And he ruled in her favor. He said, then she'll leave me alone. Now here's where Jesus gets to the point of the story. He says, did you hear what the godless just said? That he would answer her persistent requests? Don't you know that God, the true judge, say the true judge, say the true judge, will grant justice to all his chosen ones who cry out to him night and day? Listen to what he will do. He will pour out his spirit upon them. He will not delay to answer you. He will give you what you ask for. God will give swift justice to those who don't give up. So be ever praying. Be ever praying. Be ever expecting. In the same way as his widow. And then he asked a question. Even so, when the Son of Man comes back, will he find this kind of undying faith on the earth? The kind of undying faith that he's looking for is called tenacity. The refusal to stop reaching, seeking, asking, knocking. That, that refusal to, to just lay there and let the enemy pummel you. That refusal to just, to just think, uh, kisera, sera. what will be, will be. No, 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 no. In Montgomery County, if we really get tenacious about this homosexual agenda, it can change. Amen. I don't know if you understand. We think, oh, you know, it's the law, it's the law, it's the law, you know. Oh my God, the agenda, they, they want to bring satanic things into the school. Why? We have stopped asking. We have stopped seeking. We have stopped knocking. And we've adjusted to the situation. Now, I'm not saying, the Bible said it, said it would be like the days of Noah, but there was a man named Noah. will be like the days of Noah but there was a man who said I'm not bending because it's a society bending it will be like the days of Sodom and Gomorrah there are those who are brought out of that mess because of Abraham's intercession it was intercessional you were praying he said if you find, he said, you find 50 no 50, 40, no 40 10, 5 intercession works Ah, Holy Spirit help us this morning now consider this as it relates to prayer could it be the reason why we at times give up in the place of prayer we stop being tenacious is because simply we don't truly know our rights ask the righteousness of God this woman a widow knew her rights she said yeah you're godless 
Yeah, you are thick skinned, but I know who I am. <laughs> yeah. Paul said this in the Philippians 3.20. He says, our citizenship is in heaven. He said, I'm a citizen of heaven. I don't know how many of you were born in America, but several of us who were not born here came in as immigrants. And you had to work under the table. Oh, don't tell the truth, change the devil. Some of you had to work with somebody else's social security number. Nobody in this room. Maybe somebody next door. You didn't have rights. Oh, y'all know what I'm talking about, man. Coming out of a war in Liberia, people had to do all kinds of things to accomplish all kinds of things. But grace covered you. You came to Japan, tied with lime money. Anyway, let me leave that one room. Um, it's okay. <laughs> the Lord understands. You had to do what you had to do. But the point is you had no rights. But then that day came when you stood with that little flag. Oh, y'all know what I'm talking about. You don't know what I'm talking about, man. I'm talking about. You stood in there and you pledged your allegiance to a country, to a new country. And all of the rights of that country became your rights. All of the, all of the privileges of that country became your privileges. All of the opportunities. All of a sudden now you can walk with P and D and say with pride. <laughs> P and D. Which means you could do whatever because wasn't nobody looking for you. La Migra, immigration, they wasn't looking for you. Nobody. Because you are a citizen. You are a citizen of heaven. Now let that sink in for a few seconds. You are literally. No, you don't need a visa. <laughs> you don't need a visitor's visa. You have, to, and not only are you a citizen, but you're part of the royal family. You, your father owns the country. Uh, your father owns myriads of angels. They are ministering spirits sent to serve you, the righteous. So prayer is not a mundane thing. As you pray, angels go on assignment. Let me tell you about a young man named Daniel. Who even though it was 70 years, had he had not opened his mouth to pray, Israel would have remained, Judah would have remained in that circumstance. But he opened up the book and he saw the prophetic word that said after 70 years, after seven, so he took what was written in the word and he said, I know my rights. I know who I am. I know what belongs to me. Even though I am in Babylon, I know we don't belong in Babylon. Even though I'm in this situation, I know I don't belong in this situation. So I'm going to begin to pray. And for 21 days, Daniel persisted. Even though it didn't look like anything changed. Matter of fact, it seemed like it probably got worse. Daniel prayed three times a day. Praying the same prayer point. Lord, remember what you said to Jeremiah. Lord, remember you said 70 years. Lord, if you said this stuff. I'm not depending on myself. I'm depending on you. I mean, are you, are you, like, are you professing the promises of prayer? Anyway, after 21 days, who showed up? An emissary of your father. A servant leader of your father. He showed up. And he said, Daniel, from the day you opened your mouth, God, look, all his promises are yes and amen. Don't think that we came here this weekend to waste our time. Don't think we came here to go through the motion. Don't think when you get up in the morning to spend time in prayer, you're just fulfilling all righteousness. All righteousness has already been fulfilled. You are the righteousness of God in Christ. As you go before him, answers to prayers are lined up for you. I dare to say some of us will get to heaven and the Lord will say these things are here because you never called it down. 
God forbid, I agree with you. I, everything. I want to be like Paul. I say, I have fought the fight. I have kept the faith. I have everything. I want to finish this race strong. May that be your portion in the name of Jesus. Nothing will be left hanging in the cloud. Everything will be downloaded. Everything will be received according to his grace towards you. Hallelujah. Amen. So Hebrews says it like this. Let us therefore come boldly. You can only come boldly when you have rights. Esther was like, man, if I show up there and this man don't call me to come in this room, I'm dead meat. Huh. Because back then, if the king don't extend his scepter, you are in violation of presence. That's a you. You are in violation of presence. If you don't extend, if he doesn't say you are accepted and you show up any old way, you are liable to lose your life that very moment. Why? Because the king did not extend his hand of acceptance to you. But for him to say in Hebrews 4.16, come boldly. Oh my Holy Ghost. Could it be? When he was saying something during the prayer, he said, only God could sit next to God. Did y'all hear that? He said that, right? I, I, I saw him. You heard him. Could it be that because you now carry Christ, whenever God sees you, he sees himself stepping into the room? Oh, some people say, yeah, Pastor, if you ain't talking so loud, No, Christ in you is who he identifies. Christ in you is who he's answering when it comes to prayer. Christ in you is who's allowed to enter in. If you enter in any old way, you're here with Lida. Okay, let me say it like this. It's a done deal. That's the best way to say it, right? Okay, okay. So yeah, only, say only the righteous. Say only the righteous can come boldly. He said, come boldly to the throne of grace that you may obtain mercy and find grace to help in a time of need. I'm still talking about knowing your rights. I'm talking about increasing prayer. Three points and then I'll be done. And then we'll pray a little bit. Now, point number one. I, you know, I like these young people, they, they, they sit and hear me uh, uh, quite a bit. I love acrostics. I love acronyms. I like to have words play out. And so I was thinking about this thing when the time, Reverend Manuel said, my man, you leave. I said, hey, it's no small thing. These people are powerful people. How do you preach to a bunch of powerful people? Lord said, ah, don't worry about it. I got this. I got this. Say, I got this. Don't worry about what you're going to say. Just say, I got this. He said, don't worry. The words that you need, I will give you at the time. Say, I got this. It doesn't matter how you go. Oh, how do you pray? Just open your mouth. Yeah. Just allow the Spirit of God in you to pray through you. I love how Pastor Lay said there are prayers from. There are prayers that come from me to him. There are prayers that come from him to through me. I like it. So prayer, 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 prayer. First point when it comes to prayer is the P is for power. Say power. Power, power release. As we embrace righteousness. Power release. As we embrace the fact that I am the righteousness of God in Christ. You cannot exude power without position. You cannot demonstrate the power of God while being positioned in God. The sons of Sceva, I talk about them a lot because they're the perfect illustration of powerless believers. 
in the name of Jesus that Paul preaches about. You don't have the position, so you can't use the power. You don't know who you are. That's why the enemy is kicking you around. Power released as you embrace the righteousness of God. Acts chapter 4. Listen to this. Acts chapter 4 verse 31. It says, after they prayed. <laughs> Man, I want prayer meetings look like this, Pastor Lady, every Friday. And then time we gather. It says, after they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken. You see, the ground will only shake when power shows up. If your prayer meetings don't leave with a shaking ground, you ain't prayed enough. I talked about the shoreline versus the deep. If we're not getting to the place where we see an actual move of God, are we really, are we really going there or are we just going through the motions? I'm sick and tired of going through the motions. Some of us are. I don't know how many. Everybody in this room look like you are. Jeff, come. Our Father, who are in heaven, now lay me down to sleep. All of these random prayers that have no power. <laughs> Every time we gather, and this is how it should be. This, this is one of my prayer points, though. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. As we come out of our prayer meetings, people need to be walking out of the I don't know where you're going, but I'm going to share this, this faith. After all, I got power to do it. The power to share out of prayer. The power to share. We probably don't share because we're scared. And there's no power there. Am I making myself clear? Uh, yeah, you know these rappers do that stuff. It just felt good coming out that day. Are you hearing me? No, no, no. You cannot go and share this gospel that is the power unto salvation without the power of the gospel. Say power. So the first one, power released to share. Second one, power to care. The power to care. James chapter 5 verse 16 says confess your sins or your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed the effective say effective fervent say fervent say prayer of a righteous man or woman avails much the power to care for one another can only be found in prayer because trust me I will get on your nerves I am bound to get on your nerves. You are bound to get on mine. And so if I don't see you from the perspective of faith, believe that you can be better. Believe that God is doing the work in you. But I won't want to pray for you. And so the power to care comes out of there, out of prayer. And then of course, the, the, one more point here. The power over fear. Do you know that Jesus, as a man, was afraid of that cross? Yeah, he didn't want to go through it. Y'all know that, right? Yeah, we just celebrated yeah, Easter. Yeah, yeah. He said, Father, if you're willing, move this cup. What's interesting is Satan offered him the kingdom without the cross. He said, you don't have to go through all that. Just worship me. Just about, like two seconds. You know the enemy is a worship fiend. He desires worship. Yeah. He's desperate. That's why he got kicked out of heaven. Just, just a little bit of worship. I don't know how many of you have ever seen a dope addict. Just, just a little bit of worship. That's how he looks. Jesus said, look. Man, you should worship the Lord your God only. Who only shall we serve? Get out of here. I rebuke you. 
when it came, the opportune time. The opportune time, she talks about it. The opportune time. This was the opportune time for the enemy to tell him, now you see that stuff I'll offer you? This is your chance. Oh, y'all missing anything. No, 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 listen. He was saying, this is, I'm sure Jesus was wrestling with doubt in everything else that comes our way because he was a man. But in the place of prayer, oh, somebody hear me. It says, and he withdrew, and this is Luke chapter 22, verse 41 to 43 to amplify. And he withdrew from them about a stone's throw and knelt down and prayed, saying, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup of divine wrath from me. Yet, that yet only comes in prayer. That yet only is found in intimacy. That yet only comes when you're dependent on God. And the way to depend on God is in prayer. Yet, not my will, but, and I like to amplify it, but always yours be done. And then right after that, the Bible says, an angel appeared to him from heaven, strengthening him. That wouldn't have happened had he had been there talking with a bunch of people about their problems. You know, I'm about to die. Y'all heard lately, like, I'm about to die, bro. Like, I know what's about to happen to me. I'm yeah, go hide. Couldn't nobody help him. If you know the story, everybody abandoned him. Stop taking your problems to people who can't solve it. Take it to the one who can answer it and strengthen you in prayer. Even take your stuff off Facebook. Nobody want to know if you're angry. Sorry. Somebody back I jumped into just now. I'm angry. I'm vexed. No, take that in prayer. He, he knows your emotions. He knows your struggles. We have, we have substituted his presence with other things. Okay, that's, that's power. Say peace. peace. Say peace. peace. Peace received as you enjoy the fact that you're the righteousness of God. Amen. Philippians chapter 4 verse 6 says, The Lord is near. Say the Lord is near. The Lord is Say the Lord is near. the Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything. Instead, in every situation with prayer, and petition with thanksgiving tell your request to God and the peace that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus this peace doesn't come until you pray people do all kinds of things to find peace I want peace of mind, I want peace of mind get a peace of his mind and you'll find peace of mind Begin to dig in his word and then get into prayer. See if that peace don't come. Oh, he has commanded peace to guard your heart. If you season your prayer with thanksgiving, if you season it with petition, if you season it with supplication, when you season it with faith, when you season it with trust, peace will show up like a commander and say, where is your problem? I am waiting for it. Are you hearing me? Why the whole world is tripping? Look, Bishop talked about the thing last week. Jesus is on a pillow. Where did you find a pillow in a boat? I guarantee you'll probably look like Peter. What a pillow, what a pillow, what a pillow, what a pillow. It probably should be like fish. I don't care. I know how to rest in any circumstance. Somebody hear me. Where's the pillow? Where's the pillow? I've got a peace. I know we're getting ready to go into a storm, but I've got a peace that will cause me to sleep. 
That's the peace that passes on. Do you not care? No. Go to sleep as I sleep. Hallelujah. Last point. Say, say power. power. Say peace. peace. And then say presence. Presence, presence recognized as you experience this righteousness reality. Let me tell you a story. I was just listening to it the other day. It's the story of the disciples on the road to Emmaus. Many of us have a prayer life like the road to Emmaus. You understand? Seven miles. These disciples, they, they've seen the most heartbreaking event of their entire life. They, they've sat with Jesus, ate with Jesus, followed Jesus. They follow him on Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok. I'm trying to make it modern for my young people. <laughs> they followed him. And then the one they followed seemingly disappointed them. You mean to tell me who are getting ready to go big time and this is how you do us? You're about to rescue us from Rome and this is how you choose to die? And I promise you that, that that was part of the discussion. Because they expected a human kingdom to be established. They didn't understand. And so as they're walking away from their calling, <laughs> you'll find out why I'm saying that. They're walking away, they're walking away, they're walking away. And the end comes, you see, you just got to say his name. I don't. You, you just got to mention him some kind of way. You just have to make, they were talking about him. And didn't realize they're gonna be walking with him. Ah, he said, "When two or three are gathered in my name, there I am." They, they, they were gathered. They were in his name. He showed up, but they didn't know it. They didn't recognize presence. And said, so "For seven miles, he begins to say, what y'all talking about? Where you been, my friend? You know what happened here, Jerusalem?" And you understand what the and they begin to explain and explain and explain. You know the Lord got an ear. He he has long suffering hearing. You know how to suffer long with your foolishness and my foolishness. After all of the unbelieving, after all of the doubt, he said, Now let me break the thing down for you. Is it not written? And then he begins to go from Genesis to Exodus to, to Leviticus, the numbers, to Deuteronomy, and the judges, and he begins to walk through. Walk through the word with them. You see, you got to spend time in your word. Walk through the word with them. And then at the end of the car, I guess the end of the Malachi, because the New Testament wasn't around. <laughs> when they got to the end of the thing, the Bible says he acted like he was getting ready to leave. And then their hearts were like, yo, there's something different about this dude. Why don't you come commune with us? Something, this, is, this ain't no ordinary Jew. Why don't, you come, why don't you come hang with us? You see, why don't you invite him into your house? Invite him to the table. Invite him into the presence. And then as they sat at the table, the Bible says, I love how somebody said it. It said the guest became the host. The guest of honor became the host. The Lord of hosts. The one who runs things. How can you come to my house and you begin to break bread? The Lord wants you to take your hands off the bread. You'll understand when it comes to offering tomorrow. Take your hands off the bread. You have no control. The Bible says when he broke the bread, they said, why did the eyes open? They saw the nail prints. They saw grace. They saw mercy. They saw healing. You see, they spent time with him to the point where they got to realize who he was. And then their eyes opened. But that only happened in intimacy. Yeah. 
That will only happen in prayer. If you come into church without praying, come into church, quote unquote, without praying, you're not seeing him move. You may see things that, that represent him, but he wants more than just a ordinary realization of who he is. He wants the revelation to be internal. What took them seven miles away from his calling? When they got the revelation of who he was, they, they dropped the table, they dropped the concern, and they ran straight back to the mission field to declare the gospel. Are you hearing me? Why? Because of prayer. We're talking about increase this morning. Uh, I like what they said in Luke 24, 32. It said, did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us on the road and while he opened the scriptures to us? That happens in prayer. If you don't have a prayerful life, you are living a careless existence as a believer. Because when you open the scriptures after prayer, you begin to see everything very clear. It becomes so real. Like, huh? I never saw this before. I never Why? Because you were in his presence and your heart was made to burn. Hallelujah. We're going to spend some time in prayer. I got a couple of prayer points. Holy Spirit, thank you. Thank you so much. You know, if you look at Jesus' uh, story before crucifixion, that's a lot of us in the church. It's a lot of us. In Luke chapter 22, verse 45 to 46, it says, when he rose from prayer, he came to his disciples and found them sleeping. But I like how the Amplifier says it. Found them sleeping from sorrow. They were hurt. The band was being broken up. All of the expectations were being lost. So they were grieving. You know that sometimes when grief comes, you can't even pray. Well, somebody, you know what I'm talking about. You, get, you become so broken hearted, like, you know what, Lord, they won't you understand it. So you're on the prayer line, you're snoring. Okay, I ain't talking about nobody here. Don't throw rocks. I'm just a messenger. I promise you. They got me fighting with the line. Who's sleeping? Who's sleeping? The prayer line is the best. Our prayer line is the best. I don't know where you go on every morning, five to, five to nine and beyond. Who's sleeping on the list? Who's the person who's on the back of train? Can you help me in this? I love it. It's comedy, I promise you. I'm in the Holy Ghost flowing on the prayer line. Oh, oh. This didn't start just now. From the garden, they were sleeping. Oh, don't act like you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> they were sleeping. Ah, God deep. Because their prayer line will no longer be sleeping. Fly over here the prayer line. We didn't come here to just do business with man. We're transacting with kingdom and you sleep it. If you sleep it, go to bed. It's not a sin to not sleep. I'll go see. Go see, but whatever. Carry the message to the people who don't sleep. Nobody in the room does sleep. <laughs> Holy Spirit help us to do. <laughs> so he said to them, why are you sleeping? Listen, listen to what Jesus says. They're sleeping from sorrow. And he said to them, why are you sleeping? Get up and pray that you may not fall into temptation. I mean, I can stay up and watch a basketball game for four hours. 
You know me, lately me and my wife been watching a lot of Indian movies, but I find it hard to watch these Western movies now. So I'm, I'm reading subtitles, I'm serious, like I can't, I go on Netflix, like everything is so vulgar, and so, I, the Indian movie, the Babu G and doing that thing, and I'm okay, I'm okay, I read the subtitles, I love it. I promise you, I love it. <laughs> I, each Indian movie averages two and a half hours, nothing less than an hour and a half. And I can do four of them. Hey, I'm telling my own truth. You tell your own later. You came here to pray. This is a place of confession this weekend. You understand what I'm saying? Jesus help us all. But when it comes to the prayer line, oh, oh, I'm so drunk. I can't even wake up. What is wrong with me? I'm so tired. Why do you think that's the case? Because the tempter wants you to fall. And so Jesus says, stop sleeping. Because around the corner is that thing that you will fall into quickly if you don't pray and see it coming. The Lord wants to reveal things to us so we can be able to prevent loss in the kingdom. Sleep is the cousin of death. Okay? So that's what it says in Luke. But listen to this. And the first prayer point is coming. In Matthew 26, 36 to 41, it says, Then Jesus with them came to the place called Gethsemane and said to the disciples, sit here while I go and pray over there. So he took with him, I, I want to add this, his trusted, say his most trusted disciples. He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, that's James and John. And he, Jesus, began to be sorrowful and deeply distressed. Then he said to them, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful even to death. Stay here and watch with me. So prayer is watch. Prayer is watchfulness. Prayer is awareness. Prayer is seeing what God sees. So you can say what God said. Stay here and watch with me. And then he went a little farther and fell on his face and prayed saying, Oh my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass for me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Then he came to the disciples and he found them sleeping and said to Peter, What? Could you not watch with me for one hour? One? One hour? Watch and pray. Lest you enter into temptation. Then he says, The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Here's my first prayer point, if you don't mind standing with me. I want us to pray that there will be an increase in our desire to see the will of God established. Jesus says, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. We, you see, Harvest, your name wasn't changed because this is a season for rebranding only. Your name was changed because God has a will in the earth. He wants to see a world where no one lives or dies without Christ in your generation. I want us to pray. Pray that we will live to see, pray to see, yearn to see the will of God established for harvest. Raise your voice and let us pray. Father, we come here this morning, this afternoon. And Lord, we pray for your church. 
We pray for your men. We pray for your women. We pray for this community. Lord, that we will desire, that we will yearn, that we will burn with an unction to pray, an unction to be watchful, an unction to see your will established on earth. Lord, not our will, not our agenda, not our desires, but your will be done on earth, in this place, in this church, amongst your people. Your will be done. Lord, that we may have a burden and a burning desire to see a world where no one lives and no one dies without you. Father, whether it's at work, whether it's at school, whether it's in our community, wherever we find ourselves, may our modus operandi be that no one lives next to us and no one dies next to us without Christ. Father, may all the things that have taken precedence over our time, that have taken precedence over our treasure, that have taken precedence over our talents, Lord, may all those things bow to the name of Jesus. May all those things bow to the will of the Father. May all those things bow to the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, like you were able to overcome your fears and your concerns in the garden, we declare because your spirit lives inside of us that we are overcoming all forms of delay, all forms of unbelief, all forms of doubt in the name of Jesus. Harvest will arise to fulfill your will. Harvest will arise to fulfill his calling. Harvest will arise. The body of Christ will arise to complete the mission of soul winning, to complete the mission of discipleship, to complete the mission of advancing the kingdom in this nation of the United States and around the world. Lord, we shall arise. We shall go forward. We shall establish your will in the earth. As the Spirit lives inside of us, of us, Lord, we will commit ourselves to the things pertaining to your word. We'll commit ourselves to the things that you have written in that testament of grace, in that testament of hope, in that testament of power. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you for the grace. 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 To push through in spite of what we're going through. To push through in spite of what we're experiencing. To push through in spite of all of our challenges. We thank you. We thank you. Not our will. When it comes to invest beyond. Not our will. When it comes to raising our children. Not our will. When it comes to leading in this church. Not our will. As it pertains to the men's ministry. To the women's ministry. To the youth and young adults. To the children. Not our will. Your will be done. 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 In every area of our lives, Father. We thank you for the power that is at work in us to accomplish it. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Jesus made a statement. He said, the spirit is willing. You see, you are in union with Christ. And so, Jesus' prayer life is your prayer life. Ah. Jesus' mind is your mind, but your flesh is weak. Ah, I want us to pray. Ah, I want us to pray that there will be an increase in our capacity to pray beyond our flesh ability. That we won't rely upon our flesh when it comes to prayer. 
that we will pray in the Holy Ghost like never before, that we will pray relying on the Spirit to lead us, following the, the, the leader of prayer, following the chief intercessor of prayer. All flesh will bow in the name of Jesus in regards to our prayer life. Let us pray. Father, we commit our prayer life to you. This is not a work of the flesh. This is not a work of man. This is not a work of self-effort. It is not by might. It is not by power, but it's by the Holy Ghost. Holy Spirit, we commit our prayer life to you. We commit our prayer time to you. Holy Spirit, may you lead us in prayer. As we open up the scriptures, may you begin to reveal things to us, through us in prayer. Lord, we thank you that hey, you are the prayer engineer, that you are the chief intercessor, that your prayer life is our prayer life. Your ability to pray is our ability to pray. It is not a matter of the flesh. It is not a matter of the flesh. We command all flesh to bow in the name of Jesus all flesh to submit in the name of Jesus all forms of self-effort bow in the name of Jesus we yield to the Holy Spirit who is our prayer engine who is our prayer oil who is our anointing to pray Holy Spirit have your way. Holy Spirit have your way. Ah, give us, give us the capacity. Enlarge our ability in you. Enlarge our prayer language. Enlarge our prayer mind. Enlarge our prayer desire. Enlarge our prayer. Enlarge our prayer. Those prayers from above, may they become the anthem of our prayer life. Ah, Holy Spirit, we thank you. You are the one leading our prayer meetings every day, every week. And we submit to you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Ha, hallelujah. I laughed about it earlier, but it is serious business. Sleep is an enemy to prayer. I'm not saying don't get your rest. You need rest. But when, you, when it's time for prayer, the church has to arise. It says an enemy came and sowed tears among the wheat while men slept. And the enemy wants the church to go to sleep so he can sneak his agendas to the pulpit. Not so for harvest. I said not so for harvest. Our pastors, our ministers, our elders, our deacons, our ushers, our worship teams, every man and woman that is serving will awaken to the things of the Spirit. Raise your voice and let us declare it. Father, we declare that we will not be asleep and asleep on assignments. Lord, quicken our spirit, quicken our mortal bodies to arise in prayer. To arise in prayer. I declare in the name of Jesus. Every harvester that is connected to the assignment of Jesus in this nation and beyond. Will arise in prayer. Will arise from sleep. Will arise from slumber. Will arise from being lazy. Will arise from being lethargic. Will arise in the name of Jesus. All forms of carelessness in prayer. We command you to go. May your people see the value and the worth and wealth of prayer. 
Father, wake us up. Wake us up. Wake us up by your spirit. Wake up your church. Church, wake up. Church, arise. Church, arise. Church, arise in the name of Jesus. We command all hindrances to a vibrant prayer community to go in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We thank you that this church is an army of prayer warriors. Not just one group of people, but the entire church. Our children praying, our youth praying, our young adults praying, our women praying, our men praying. Not just one group, but the entire church. A church of praying people, seeing God move, seeing God act, seeing God's ways in prayer. We thank you, Lord. Arise, O sleeper. Christ will shine on you. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen to this. Listen to this. Listen to this. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Matthew 26, 42 to 43. Jesus is speaking. And again, a second time he went away and prayed, saying, Oh, Father, if this cup cannot pass away from me, uh, I'm sorry, if this cup cannot pass away from me unless I drink it, your will be done. And then it says he came and found them asleep again for their eyes were heavy. You have a desire to pray, but your eyes are heavy. There are, there, there are things that you've allowed to enter into your eyes that have put weights on your ability to see God. All past hurts, all past failures, all present trouble, your eyes are heavy. Lord, I love you, but my eyes are heavy. I want us to pray. Ha. The spirit of revelation. You see, in order for Saul, who became Paul, to see, ha, Ananias had to pray for the scales to fall off. I want you to pray for the scales to come off. Of the eyes of the people that, are, that just can't quite see God. That I mean, if you're the one here today, we're praying for you, Father, in the name of Jesus. We pray that scales will be removed from heavy eyes, eyes that cannot see the times that we've entered into, eyes that cannot perceive the things that you are saying, eyes, eyes that are heavy. We command scales to be removed. We command things to be removed, things that have hindered, things that have stifled, things that have blinded, things that have corrupted, things that have kept our eyes from seeing Jesus. We command scales to fall. Scales come off in the name of Jesus. Scales come off in the name of Jesus. Scales come off in the name of Jesus. Eyes be open to see the revelation of Jesus. Eyes be open to see the reality of Jesus. Eyes be open to see what the Father has done in Jesus. We thank you. Father, we thank you. Blind eyes are being opened. Blind eyes are being opened. We declare blind eyes be opened. In Harvest Intercontinental Church only. Blind eyes be open. In Harvest Intercontinental Ministries Unlimited. Blind eyes be open. Oh, the scales of unbelief be removed. The scales of past hurts be removed. The scales of grief be removed. The scales of loss be removed. The scales of deceit be removed. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Declare with me, say, scales be gone. Scales be gone. Heaviness be gone. Deceit be gone. Unbelief be gone. Fear, 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 be gone. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 My last prayer point and I'm done. I've said that like eight times. I'm sorry. <laughs> Matthew 26, 44 to 46. It says, so he left them and went away again. And he prayed the third time saying the same words. He didn't change his prayer language because the situation was difficult. He kept saying, your will be done. I know it's not going to change. Your will be done. I know it's going to be hard. Your will be done in prayer. Then he came to his disciples and said to them, are you still sleeping and resting? Behold or see the hour is at hand and the son of man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. See my betrayer is at hand. We have to become like the sons of Issachar. Where we know our times and seasons. Jesus said it's time to stop praying. Because we got to go into fulfillment. There's a time to pray. But then after you pray. You got to go and work the things out that you pray. It's good to pray. We must pray. But we must also act. I want us to pray that we'll walk in a greater sense of obedience. We have a great, great prayer ministry. We have a great church. But this cannot die with this generation. I'm talking about generational prayer at this point. That our children will be, our children, our children's children will be prayerful. And they will be obedient to the will of God for harvest. Raise your voice and let us pray. Father, we pray for ourselves. And we pray for this generation now and the generation to come. Lord, as we prayed, Lord, may this prayer not just be for this weekend, but may it be for 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100, 200, until Christ's return years to come. Lord, we declare that we will not just spend time in prayer, but we will be obedient to your will. We will be obedient. Our children will walk in obedience. Their children will walk in obedience. And their children will walk in obedience. And their children, the legacy of prayer, the legacy of obedience, the legacy of commitment, the legacy the legacy of fulfillment, the legacy of doing the will of the Father shall become the culture of harvest. Lord, no child, no man, no woman, no boy, no girl be left behind. We declare it. Be left behind. Where we declare it? None shall be lost. None shall be lost. Ah, Father, begin to stir up the hearts of our children for prayer. You said a child shall lead them. Begin to stir up our youth uh, for prayer. Uh, ah, begin, you said they will prophesy. They will uh, we'll see visions. Uh, we will dream dreams. Uh, begin to stir up our men, our women. Cause this to become an intergenerational movement. Prayer and obedience. <laughs> May it be so, Father. It is so, Father. You always hear us when we pray. <laughs> you always answer yes when we pray. 
according to your will. We know that nothing we prayed has gone to the wayside. We didn't come to make noise in a hotel. We came to have a meeting with you. We thank you. We thank you. Father, thank you for this time. Lord, nevertheless, not our will. Your will be done. Your kingdom come. Lord, we are available. You are the Lord of the harvest. Have your way. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Amen.